Hi, before the podcast starts, um, I would like to mention that this show is rated TVMA and that there are spoilers in this episode, and so if you would like to watch the show first, you probably should, um, but it's still a great show even with the spoilers having been said. Hello and welcome to the A&R Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan. And Addison is the other person here. (laughs) And this week we are reviewing The Midnight Gospel on Netflix, which is co-created by Duncan Russell and Pendleton Ward. So, just a little background on the show. Addie, would you like to take it away? Yeah, the dialogue in the whole show was from a podcast called The Duncan Trussell Family Hour. And I think the dialogue that is in relation to what's happening, because they'll, like, cut out to, like, talking about, like, oh, there's a zombie or something like that, is from Mm -hmm. recorded at a later date. That definitely happened. Um, (laughs) Well, it's very fitting that our first podcast reviewing a show is about podcasts that have turned into a show, it seems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, usually for each episode, it does seem that it's kind of like an anthology-esque style. We got our main character, Clancy, who, the best way to say is he travels different simulations through this simulation thing that he has and he goes to different earths to I guess talk about everything and anything it seems for you did did you Addie find like the episode format like good how like it doesn't really seem to really like have a plot like a connecting plot between each episode where it's just like I feel like the only thing that really connected it was the back and forth of going into the simulations and out of the simulations, but other than that, there was nothing really to it, which um, I guess I liked because it was like kind of more of a step out of the narrow log of his life um, Mm -hmm. and more of just talking about life in general instead of focusing on a narrative. Yeah. So, being an artist yourself, what did you think of, like, the visual presentation of it? Um, I thought that, well, first of all, for anybody who hasn't seen the show, um, it seems to be hand-drawn. Um, it's probably done on a computer, but I like the the way that it's hand-drawn, which, I mean, could have some meaning to it. Because I feel like a show like this probably has meaning in everything, but I didn't really think too much into it. Um, <laughs> the the th- other thing to it is that there's like quite a lot of gore involved. Um, oh yeah. Which I feel like having so much gore could relate to just the meaninglessness of everything. Um, but at the same time, I don't really know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do agree with you. Like their visual representation of gore and nudity, as this show is TVMA, so it kind of can go anywhere it wants. 
honestly, personally, for me, I thought it was a little... For the... For all, like, the violence that you see, it is comedic sometimes, but also other times, it was kind of, like, not fun to look at. However, yeah. the nudity... I feel like there was only that one scene um, in the episode where uh, Clancy was going to go to the the peaceful planet. Oh yeah. This peace, <laughs> this this peaceful like obviously for people who haven't watched the show, it's this peaceful planet where everyone's at peace and it's it's like Hawaii as an island. So his his um yeah. his avatar, which he uses when he goes to each different simulation, um, it it was one it with it like, like multiple penises stemming from yeah. the groin, and I was like, ooh no! It was like just a conglomeration of genitalia. Like, what the yeah. heck is happening? <laughs> yeah, that was um that um. was interesting to say the least, probably. Yeah. And I feel the... like we should get into Sorry, you were going to say something? Oh, I was going to say another thing about that episode which is really interesting is that the whole island was filled with people who all have achieved like um what is it called? Like spiritual Nirvana. awakening, mm-hmm. I guess. Enlightenment, that's the word. Um they all have achieved enlightenment and yet they spend their time having orgies. Like, I don't know. I guess it's interesting. Um, why? <laughs> that, that is true. I feel like maybe it's in relation to when someone... Because, or I, I should say... Um, like, when uh, he Clancy feels like he's been enlightened in a later episode in, I think, in... Uh, uh, episode six, Vulture with Honor, where he feels all enlightened, and then he kind of realizes that he's not enlightened, and no one really is enlightened in a mm-hmm. true sense. I think it kind of relates back to that, where when people say that they're enlightened, I would say it's kind of more of like, because no one, in my opinion, I feel like no one can really be enlightened and yeah. happy, because when you think enlightened, you think very woke, like politically woke. We're going to connect this to like what is happening today with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Anyone who is enlightened on the movement obviously is not happy. And that obviously is clashes with like um, being bliss, like in blissful ignorance, where all these people are kind of just like in their own world. And in the episode Blinded by My End, which is where he was going to go to that world, and they were literally in their own world of blissful, and just blissfulness. Yeah. I guess yeah. also, like, being enlightened, I guess, in a sense, is knowing everything there really is to know about yeah. the meaning. Yeah. So, like... Mm-hmm. I guess at that point, all you can really do is enjoy the pleasures of the form you're in currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. maybe that's why they did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. I-, I could see that. So, obviously, we're talking about our main character, Clancy. What were your opinions on him? Because personally, for me, <laughs> I did not think he was a good kid. Ca- 
he annoyed me so much, especially in Mouse of Silver. Who boy? Yeah. Oh, um, what? I have what were like, your a ton to really talk about, I guess, with him. Um, at first, I'm thinking, you know, I love him. I'd love to be his friend. Honestly, I'd love to talk to him and just hear him ramble. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, he'd be a good friend. I'm like, wait, no. He wouldn't really be a good friend. And I kept thinking about it more. And I'm like, does he even really care about anybody but himself? <laughs> um, I feel like towards the end, he does care about his mom. And mm-hmm. such, but... I don't really think he cares that much. Plus, like, being part of his family probably isn't great because he, like, kind of ruined all of his relationships with them or they've mm-hmm. died. Uh, but. Yeah. I guess I would love to talk to him. I'm not sure I'd love to be his friend because he'd probably, like, not care about me at all. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. Like, in the beginning, like, in Taste of a King, he just kind of seemed like he wanted to know more about the world. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, honestly, he, he kind of kept that thing until, um, really kind of between, like, uh, episode five, Annihilation of Joy, and episode six, Vulture of Honor, where you kind of see where it's, like, he's in a sense, broken because, like, um, he's just, he's trying to find himself through these space casts, and he's just trying to find, well, I guess, like, the meaning of himself and the meaning of, like, life in general, because obviously through all the episodes, um, uh, Clancy goes and he talks to different people to try to understand different things, like, episode one, he talks about recreational drugs and um like tripping and like how that can help you find like your inner self and then episode two is kind of talking about um the individual versus the one as in like society and like where to separate that from and it keeps going down and down until you get to episode seven and eight where they talk about more like death and like spirituality of death where you kind of see that he obviously does not like really know himself know what's happening to him anything because he's obviously trying to grasp that straws i feel like really he only kind of really learns like i feel like he does get redemption in the end in uh episode eight mouth mouse is silver when um as you said when he was talking to his mom obviously shows how he loves someone and i feel like that was him kind of learning to love himself and well not really love himself but kind of like accept himself accept life accept what's happening especially with the trippy ending of like his mom like that was obviously very metaphorical of his mom as a planet and then how she's kind of getting ripped apart and pulled into a black hole which i think was supposed to be death and then um that's the same thing that happened to him as well 
but uh, from my memory, it kind of seemed like he kind of let it happen. He was like, this mm-hmm. is this is like my life. I will accept what is happening and then kind of does that. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I think also in the last episode, here's my thought about what I thought I figured out what the show is about. I think it was mm-hmm. about like, he's... Okay, no, I think I'm thinking about what the end of the show really means. I think that it mm-hmm. was that he didn't actually die because he didn't... I mean, death told him he was going to die on a rolly chair. He didn't die on a rolly chair. And mm-hmm. so I think it was his ego that died because him and his mom were talking about that. And she was like, you know, when you accept that somebody has died and you just kind of accept it, you don't really... Mm-hmm care that much but i mean you do care but you don't care um that's ego death and so i think that's probably what happened to him at the end um Mm -hmm. is that his ego died Mm -hmm. okay well then i have a question for you so as him and his mother are uh as sorry as they're talking about ego death in the simulation mm-hmm. on the outside the police these space police are coming in and they're like this is an unauthorized simulator and then they like blow up his trailer which oh, i yeah. thought was really interesting like uh, and honestly it was very i guess relatable to what's happening because nothing provoked the police to do what they did but like yeah in the show it was very interesting i i feel like that kind of makes it seem like the simulators are more more important than you realize because um in i think it's episode six vulture with honor where clancy goes uh with the messiah pie or the pie of the messiah i i forget um, oh. where he goes to his neighbor and then you learn that this this neighbor is kind of like harvesting artifacts from these simulators with his children so I thought that was interesting that I'm thinking that there's probably more symbolism or there is a lot of symbolism behind these um, simulators and what they yeah. kind of represent I really liked the episode that was talking about, like, ceremonial magic or high magic, um, but I oh. think that maybe it might have something to do with that, where it's a quicker way to achieving, um, enlightenment. Um, mm-hmm. I also think that, um, it's, like, a highly, sp- I guess, a highly spiritual experience, but maybe that's not for everybody. Maybe that's just for Clancy, is that it's a highly spiritual experience. But, um, Mm -hmm. I think that when Clancy keeps not focusing on the maintenance of it and just trying to go in, it is kind of like focusing too much on your internal spirituality and just denying your outer form its basic needs. Like, Mm -hmm. you're just all in your head instead of in your body. (laughs) Okay. Um, so you're thinking that this simulator kind of represents spirituality 
actually yeah. looking at it now, I, I, I do agree with you, because spirituality, looking in yourself, because obviously, when you look in yourself, and you kind of look at your morals and how you feel, that is, like, kind of what each episode is doing. It is making you think, like, you as the viewer, you're kind of thinking, and you're learning, like, a, a spirituality, like, spirituality or meditation or death perception of death um tripping depending on what it is and how that can like in theory better yourself but yes i i do agree now seeing that it's like you like if you're going to better yourself on the inside you also have to make sure that you are staying healthy on the outside which i think i think that is a good metaphor as well when um he's not putting this the green oil on himself and then all the simulations itself or all the planet simulations itself are broken in a sense because they he can't look in himself until he fixes his outer self which i which i think is like i genuinely i think that's a good message you should be able you should learn to understand and like help better yourself on the inside but better yourself on the outside as well personally or i should say for for you what were your thoughts on the dialogue because personally for me i felt like it was sometimes a little too complicated um yeah i feel like if you really want to take something out of it you've got to be taking notes and like pausing Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. So I guess overall, it's kind of, if you're not looking too much into the show and not, like, focusing on what they're saying, um, mm-hmm. you're not really going to get much out of it except for maybe a couple things that stick with you. Yeah. But I feel like there's so much in it that you can get a lot if you do focus really hard. Yeah, I agree with you. However, okay, when they do... There are times when they give dialogue, like, I feel like it's easier to understand depending on which episode and depending on what's happening. Like, for example, in the episode Annihilation of Joy, I thought that was the hardest episode for me to personally watch and understand because uh, in that episode, um, Clancy is kind of wrapped up in with this soul bird, and the soul bird and him are talking, so you have to listen to that. But then your your eyes are also fixed on the soul bird who is connected to this prisoner, and he is trying to escape this prison, and you're just seeing all these things happen to him, and he keeps dying and then repeating. Yeah. So that that one was a very hard episode for me to do because, yeah. like, my ears were hearing one thing, but like I was more or less seeing another thing in a sense yeah and their conversations were cut off just so many times in that episode like okay Mm -hmm. now here's 20 seconds where they go into this other realm where i guess he Mm -hmm. interesting his like soul was weighed um yeah i I felt that was interesting as well yeah and i also i also feel like uh the episode annihilation of joy did actually it taught the wrong message, in my opinion. Because, so, it seemed like the episode was about, like, kind of teamwork and, like, doing it together and, like, how 
if you're going to try to do something or try to work through something hard, you can't do it by yourself. And you you see you see the 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 prisoner do it. You see him befriend his cellmate, and as they keep climbing levels, they keep doing it. They keep befriending people until uh, the second to last try. He gets all his friends out, and then he um, he sends himself out, but then he dies. And then when his soul is weighed, or his heart, or whatever was weighed, it was like, oh, you have a good heart. And then he gets, like, the time heart thing. And then he just kind of uses the time heart itself to escape and not yeah. help anyone else. I thought that, personally for me, I thought that was a really weird message to send because it, like, it was, yeah. it, I felt like it was trying to teach me, like, oh, you should uh, think about others and work with people and be a team player. But then in the end, it's like, well, if you have the advantage that no one else has, go do it yourself. And I was like, I, yeah. I, I, that was like a really odd episode, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess I can also just play on the fact that everybody, except for, well, so many of the people were just pretty much animals, except mm-hmm. for the, the interviewees. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's definitely maybe playing a role in there. Mm-hmm. The thing that I got from that episode was mostly music like how music can help you but i still don't even i'm so confused about that episode actually i i don't really yeah (laughs) that episode was very very interesting yeah honestly i'm still stuck on the simulator um but i think i figured out something the because the neighbors don't seem to be cared about their spirituality they they in my opinion, don't seem to care. Mm. And they're focusing, I think they're focusing too much on their outer selves and only using mm. their spirituality for self-gain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because they keep, like, they're, like, so focused on, like, goo. Oh my gosh, we need to put on the goo. We can't, like, go in there for too long because mm-hmm. it's just gonna wreck. And maybe because they're focusing too much, it's also, like, doing that thing where when you're when you walk too much with like shoes with super good supports your feet stop growing muscles where Mm -hmm. like their spirituality isn't really working anymore because they're focusing too much on giving it support that that is an interesting perspective to look at it yeah and then like with clancy uh verse uh in versity where he is like I guess learning all this stuff and then he is sharing it with his space cast. Yeah. So that other people can watch it as well. Which I thought the space cast thing was interesting oh. where he um where he had that friend. Yeah, it was I just thought... one viewer. He's so sad. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um That's also interesting how his dad was like, No, you can't like watch that mm. so i guess that his space cast could allude to the accessibility to resources to help you with your spirituality um mm-hmm. 
because not everybody can afford like books or the internet i kind of thought of it in a different way i kind of thought of it as which i'm not exactly sure how it could connect but i thought like a possibility it could be kind of like where clancy is sharing these radical ideals uh and oh yeah and people just don't want to hear it because maybe they don't like connecting back to his neighbor where they don't want to really um have other people like help uh help other people or have other people help them so i thought i thought that could possibly be a thing yeah so i which episode was your favorite um, mine was, uh, Hunters Without a Home, which was episode three. Um, it was the one with the, uh, fish guy who has, like, robotic body. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know how he controls it, actually, but, um, that yeah. doesn't matter. The Yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked it because of all the magic involved, the magic being high magic and, um, ceremonial magic, I think. The uh, interviewee said that they're the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I liked it because um, of how he said it's something that we can relate to as Westerners, mm-hmm. and then also like it's a speed sped up version of um, achieving enlightenment which is pretty crazy but he also like spends so much time trying to achieve enlightenment he said like four hours every single day that he just doesn't have friends which is pretty Mm -hmm. sad um yeah but i also really liked how he said that when he was in prison he was able to spend so much time on his spirituality and learning about himself and also just projecting into the astral realm to explore more that it felt like he wasn't even there but also he had all that time which I mean I've honestly been thinking about a lot like oh I wish I could be locked up and just have to focus on myself because (laughs) of all the distractions um Mm -hmm. here but no (laughs) I don't really feel like being locked up in a prison or anything like that um Mm -hmm. i also thought it was very interesting how he said that the bible is the greatest book of magic because Mm -hmm. like i don't think we would ever really think of it that way it seems that magic and the bible are two separate ideals that um like almost fight each other uh yeah like catholicism versus witchcraft or whatever but um, mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting and it made me want to read it, uh, read the Bible, or at least some parts of it, and see how it could be read as the greatest book of magic. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. <laughs> the yeah. reasons that I like the, sh- yeah. the episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually happy that you brought up witchcraft uh, when you were talking about this, because so... In the episode, there's a part where uh, the fish robot person thing, Daryl, takes Clancy to like the like human 
thing. I'm not exactly sure how to explain it. And then there, like, where was like the person who was laying down, and then he like goes into the air and then transcends. Oh yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Now. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, there was like. I forget exactly where that was, but there was like the thing with like these jewels, and they were like they were like had silver rods connecting them, and I thought that yeah. was I thought that was a really interesting piece until I learned later, kinda, that's actually part of like kind of witchcraft. Uh, the reason I actually learned this was because I uh, watched a quick video where this person was talking about how they found this Spotify podcast called. Um, Paul Ballista, I might be pronouncing that wrong. It's spelled Q-A-A-B-A-L-I-S-T-A, and it's by Selkie Girl. So there, the little Spotify icon was actually the same thing, and it turns out all the songs of the Spotify playlist are supposed to be songs for someone to listen to if they want to astral project, and if you actually look at the... Uh, lyrics of the song they are spelled so I thought that was a really interesting thing as well where like you were talking about western culture as well lots of people from western culture I feel wouldn't exactly know what that means but they're still like they're still putting that in in for the few people who understand like magic and who practice magic so I thought that was pretty interesting that is um For, for me I think uh, episode four, Blinded by My End, was my favorite episode, because uh, it talked about forgiveness uh, with Trudy, who was like, like this little knight going on her adventure. Yeah. Uh, personally, I thought it was a very interesting sentiment that uh, you can kind of detect uh, forgiving someone and forgetting what they've done. Because, obviously, watching the episode, uh, Trudy did not forget what the knight did in killing her boyfriend. So, she goes and she goes to kill the knight. So, I thought that was really interesting. But then, she she does forgive the knight for what he does and spares him until the knight tries to kill him. So, I thought that was really interesting. And then, kind of how... The flower in her mouth, where every time it would cut you, it would kind of do the opposite, where, like, it would cut you, you'd start bleeding, but then all your blood and wounds and illnesses and whatever would go back into the flower. So it was kind of healing you. So I thought of that kind of more on a deeper level, of that the flower itself is forgiveness. And, um, Mm -hmm. like... It's healing, like, the flower physically is healing the wounds, but, like, on a deeper level, it's kind of healing the inner wound of someone. So I thought that was really interesting. And then where the flower could kind of turn into a sword, I thought that was quite interesting as well. I'm not exactly sure what that was trying to symbolize. It could have possibly been, like... Maybe the flowers kind of more of like the forgiveness side, and then the sword is 
kind of more of oh, like, like the never forget, forget yeah like how you like as I was saying how you can forgive someone but it doesn't mean that you won't forget what they've done to you so I thought that could possibly yeah. be what it means I'm not per- I'm not sure personally but I that's kind of what I thought as an interpretation of it did you have like a weird feeling of distrust in Trudy like I feel like throughout the episode I was like is she gonna like turn on Clancy like throughout the whole thing and I'm like I don't know (laughs) um kinda in the beginning because Mm -hmm. she kind of seemed like she was very self-centered in a sense obviously probably that that isn't true but I think after I realized that she was the the interviewer I kind of got a sense of kind of like warmth and like oh they're a good person because obviously in each of these episodes um Clancy is befriends the person they're interviewing no matter how good bad or insane they are like in episode seven turtles of the eclipse Clancy befriend death and so you would think that's that's not a normal thing to do death might turn on him but no yeah yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. so for you what did you think about the, the entire season as a whole did you did you like it did you dislike it um, what are your thoughts honestly i think that this show might be my new favorite show um mm-hmm. <laughs> like i really did enjoy it and i think that i'd like to watch it or at least some episodes um over and over again because mm-hmm. of how much there is packed in there to understand and learn. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like even just looking into the symbolism of everything, there's so much to get there. Yeah. Uh, and it's enjoyable to watch as well. So. Mm-hmm. What did you think, well, I guess? Um, I kind of think, I wouldn't say the opposite, but for me... I did, I did like the series. Each of the episodes were interesting, but for me, it was kind of hard to watch the series, just because of all the stuff. Like you were talking about how you wanted to rewatch it over and over. Yeah. See, for me, I I feel like you have to rewatch it over and over to understand what they're saying. Because for me, I would have to watch a like I would watch an episode and then I. I could just binge the episodes. I would have to stop. I would have to think about what I just watched and what they were trying to say. And I felt that was kind of, like not hard for me to do. Maybe I, I'm just being a little lazy that um, the TV show isn't exactly just upfront presenting what it wants to say, but it's making you think about it. So that that's good on a sense. It makes any show that makes someone think or reflect on themselves, I think, is always a really good show. But for me, I would say the season as a whole is okay. I feel like there are episodes that are way better than other episodes. Like, for example, I thought the episode Annihilation of Joy was a really hard episode to watch just because of, like, the disconnect between what you're hearing and what you were saying. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess, 
So, following on the fact that you... I'm guessing you would recommend it to someone, right? Would, would, would you recommend it? I would mm. recommend it to, like, people who are closer to my age, which is 17. Um, <laughs> and, like, I guess more friends I would recommend it to, but not, like, mentors or um, parents or whatnot, because of, like the gore and um nudity involved at some parts not necessarily like overpowering but it's kind of like wait you're watching this um (laughs) but like i don't know i think it's also interesting that it is a cartoon i guess because i mean there's no way that they couldn't have made it a cartoon and made it the same Mm -hmm. story but um cartoons are usually for children i guess in theory um Mm -hmm. but then it's so much deeper than that than actually for children like i bet if a child started watching it they'd be like i don't know what's happening but there's some blood i guess i don't even i like the colors yeah i like the colors Uh, yeah but yeah i don't i think that maybe like high school and up is that the good idea considering you know it is tvma um so the people in that realm i would recommend it too yeah uh i agree with you like i'd recommend to my friends i feel like this is kind of period like what you said um for high schoolers and as well for college students and uh maybe for people uh, a little past postgrad especially because seems like all of us right now are trying to figure out what to even do with our lives because mm-hmm. you always see these things about like oh millennials have no idea what they're doing and if that may be true or not true i don't know um but i feel like it's a good series to watch like then because each episode does help, like as i said it does help you look inside yourself so I feel like that would be a good episode to watch, especially if, yeah. like, high school, for example, you're you're not sure where you want to go to college. You could maybe watch a few episodes and you can look in yourself and be like, uh, these are my priorities in life. Uh, which mm-hmm. college to get me there? And then same with college. Like, where do you, uh, what do you want to do for a job? Like, for that. And then for the animation part, you were talking about kids. I feel like that's interesting. I feel like, that could that could be a draw because um i wouldn't say there's a research but you're kind of seeing people like who are in college postgrad high school are being like oh my god just rewatching this old the animated series that i used to watch as a kid so it could be kind of like a draw uh for someone they could kind of watch or expect to watch the show and be like, oh, it's just going to be a, a cute animation with maybe some blood, oh, yeah. gore, nudity. But then it really helps them look inside themselves. So I think that could be kind of a good thing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I also yeah. feel like it is good to watch, like, I think the best time to watch this is in high school, like you were saying, because there's also a lot of messages involved, like, the one I think in episode seven where it was like 
well when like somebody dies who's close to you you can just sit with them like you don't have to just send them straight to being cremated you can spend mm-hmm. time with them and i feel like that's not something that you can get back after mm-hmm. and so it's good to hear earlier so that you know all of your options later on in life yeah so it's kind of like setting us up for like i guess like prepping us for the future yeah yeah well i think that's it everyone that is the first a and podcast review on the netflix show the midnight gospel Thank which you was cr- <laughs> yeah Silence ensues. Shit. Yes. So wait, are you are you still recording? <laughs> yes, of course I am, right? <laughs> Why wouldn't I be? Oh man. Okay, Keep this I'll... in. Okay. Keep... <laughs> I will then.